It's a special, special Monday here at the show. Because today at the Amanda Seals Show, we are beginning our journey with my new co-host, Jeremiah Like the Bible. Oh, trying to make his voice all deep. Yes. <laughs> Jeremiah Like the Bible, with the people who don't know you, tell the people a little something about yourself. What's your sign? What do you do for hobbies? Um, I'm your favorite sign, Amanda Seals. I'm a Gemini. You know, born in the month of May. Um, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I am a graduate of your favorite HBCU, Howard University. I'm a writer. I'm a creative. I'm like literally a person who does like everything creative. Not even joking. Like names in the creative. I've probably done it in some capacity. Um, I have cross been, stitch. You know, I'm working on that. <laughs> I haven't done that, but I probably could do it if I learned. Crochet. I'm, I haven't crocheted. I want to learn how to do that, though, actually. That's on okay. my It's very tactile with the needles. Baking. The, I can kind of bake. I can. I'm not an amazing baker. But I can do a little something. Okay. I'm not. I'm not going on like you know Food Network with the cake composition. <laughs> okay. But you All know. Good. All good. All right. Anything else we need to know? I'm excited for you know this journey on the Amanda Seals show. Ooh. Well, welcome to the journey. Uh, so you know, folks, call us up. Welcome Jeremiah, like the Bible, to the show. Shout out to DJ Nails, who's going to be doing his thing. In Columbus uh, with the kickback just going down on afternoons on 1075. Uh, so let's get into it, Jeremiah. Uh, we had a weekend where Jesus came back. He did. He mm-hmm. did. We're like the, what's this, the 500 times since the century has started? Back like Jordan wearing the four <laughs> five, you know what I mean? And uh, so people definitely uh, spent this weekend in church for the first time and the only time in the year. Because I feel like those are the only two times people go to church. Which is the weird thing. It's like, it's going to be the same thing you saw last last week. It's Benediction. Like, right. All right. Resurrection. But the outfits will be good. People come out with the Easter outfits. It's like regular black church drip on a thousand. And that's worth going to church for once a year. But that's why I didn't go this year because I don't have a haircut. And they ain't going to be embarrassing me. Well, you couldn't wear a hat? It, or depends, it, it depends on where you go. You know... Churches that like men with hats, like a whole thing, take the oh, hat off. Oh, so the women can wear the big hats, but the men yeah, can't wear the hats. The whole thing. You go to like more of like a cool church with the kids. <laughs> you know, you can wear a hat. All right. Well, there it is. Shout out to everybody who was celebrating this weekend. And uh, we got to get into some Black Year news. There's a lot of things that were not worth celebrating, but At that all. are definitely worth knowing about. Um, so down in Tennessee, you know, last week we talked about what's going on there, but the House actually expelled two of the three Democrats um, over their protest for gun reform, unfortunately. So we'll talk about that this hour. Also, Donald Glover, you remember him? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Gambino. Well, apparently he says, Tina Faye says he was a diversity, diversity hire on 30 Rock. And then we're going to head to the group chat with a special question. What's a red flag in a man or a woman's bedroom, bedroom apartment? Um... Apartment bedroom. I was like, bedroom apartment? <laughs> T- tell me bedroom what a bedroom apartment, apartment, apartment is. Apartment bedroom. Yes. Now I already have a... I want to let you go say. I'm curious. I'm curious about this. Listen, I lived a lot of life before I became a settled down woman. All right? I've been in a lot of bedrooms and apartments. <laughs> yes. By the way, like my mom at one point was like, you know, is there going to be a time where I don't have to hear an interview with you and you're telling about some new person you slept with? Okay. <laughs> I was like... Listen, I was on my own journey to understand the difference between sex and intimacy. Okay, so that's how it goes. 
But I definitely have an answer for that. And you know what? I love that you all have so many answers for us, which is why we love that you all stay connected with us on social media at Seal Said It and that you call us up at 1-855-AMANDA-8, 1-855-262-6328. Remember, our phone lines are open 24-7, so you can always give us a shout and let us know what's on your mind, all right? It's Monday here at the Amanda Seal Show, and it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Black Your News. Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here on a lovely Monday, but this is an action-based week. Mm-hmm. All right. I know a lot of y'all have been paying attention to what's been going on in Tennessee, and we're going to update you uh, right here with some Black and Red news, Jeremiah. Yes. So last week, you know, we talked about the three Democratic representatives in Tennessee who are being basically up for possible expulsion. Well, unfortunately, they got expelled. Two of the three got expelled last week um, after a House vote because they were, quote unquote, breaking House decorum. Mm -hmm. So that's Representative Jones of Nashville and Representative Pearson of Memphis. They both were expelled. While ironically, Representative Gloria Johnson of Knoxville didn't um, get expelled, who also was a part of the process. So they needed 66 votes to get expelled from the House. And this is the vote count. So Justin Jones of Nashville got 72 to 25. Representative Justin Pearson of Memphis got 69 to 26 and Representative Gloria Johnson of Knoxville was spared by one one vote and had 65 to 30, which is interesting. But Justin Pearson um, actually had some words to say about this. So we'll listen listen to that right now. As though this is not happening, as though we are not living in a gun violence epidemic in the state of Tennessee. And the solutions that are being offered is actually to reduce the First Amendment rights of people who speak up on behalf of their constituencies, who speak up on behalf of people who are tired of the guns, who are tired of seeing legislation being passed that lowers the age for you to carry, tired of seeing legislation being passed that says you don't need a permit, tired of legislation being passed that says if we give teachers guns, that's somehow going to fix the problem. We are dealing with a gun violence epidemic, and the resolution is not to, to silence the voices of people who send us here. And across the United States of America, there has been no House members who have ever been expelled for exercising the First Amendment rights in a peaceful protest. This is a first in American history, and we are losing our democracy to white supremacy. Thank you, Representative Ferguson. I want to add one thing to that. So he mentioned this. The last expulsions from the House were in 1980, where Representative Robert Fisher was found guilty of bribery. So he was expelled. And in 2016, Representative Jeremy Durham was expelled for sexual misconduct, just to give context. Well, let me just also specify that the sexual misconduct was him admitting to pedophilia. So, yeah, you know. Sexual misconduct makes it sound like <laughs> he was smashing the secretary. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, no, 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 no. So when we talk about this, we understand that there's no version of spinning this that makes it not what it is. Because, you know, people love a spin, Jeremiah. They right. love to be like, well, maybe, you know, they were being loud. And it's not to say that they haven't said, yes, we we did disrupt. There's very obvious actions here that are being taken mm-hmm. far beyond what should have been the response, which exactly. maybe would have been like some censure or maybe you're suspended, mm-hmm. you know, like a John Morant situation. <laughs> go, to ther- <laughs> go to therapy. Go to therapy. And come back. Come back. Now, we understand that when we saw the questioning that was happening, how blatantly racist these people were. Now, you said something where you said, oh, ironically, Gloria Johnson, Representative Gloria Johnson was not expelled. Well, it's not ironic because she actually said herself, I was not expelled because of the color of my skin. But that being said, uh, we can still support these brothers. So Representative Jones is going to be voted to be reinstated by the Metro Council at one public square in Nashville today. 
at One Public Square in Nashville, Tennessee. Today, uh, they are doing a vote. Now, they're calling for people to come out, rally and march to the state house at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you are in Nashville, you want to get to Nashville. But I want to make it clear. It looks like Representative Jones is absolutely going to be reinstated. Right. Even though some Speaker Sexton is trying to tell them that, oh, they're not going to be able to be back until 2025, et cetera. It's been proven that that's unconstitutional. So I don't know that he'll be able to keep that up. Mm-hmm. Now, Representative Pearson, on the other hand. Got a few more uh, roadblocks to get yes. back into the house. Definitely got some hurdles. Uh, Memphis is not Nashville. Nashville's funds Memphis. And they basically the, the people in Nashville are putting their foot on the necks of the Memphis council members and threatening them with withholding funds if they reinstate right. Pearson. Playing politics with the people. And what this means is that the people are not getting represented. So if you want to support Representative Pearson, and this is really important, it's not just about sending emails and sending and making phone calls, it's about like our physical bodies being out there. You can join the rally and march for the reinstatement of Justin Pearson at the National Civil Rights Museum on Wednesday at noon. National Civil Rights Museum at noon on Wednesday. Be there and show these folks that they are in their positions to represent you. All right? So there's that. Get your bodies down to Memphis and Nashville today, right now. Uh, but yeah, come from Black Red News, we have Tina Fey, what she said about Donald Glover. And also, we're going to the group chat to talk about, you know, these bedrooms, these peoples up here on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, yes, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here rocking out with Jeremiah like the Bible. And uh, we are continuing with some Black Red News for you. Let's take it to Hollywood. Or New York, I guess, for this one, because do you remember the show 30 Rock? Of course I remember 30 Rock. Werewolf farmits for spooky, scary. Boys <laughs> becoming men, men becoming wolves. Well, apparently. <laughs> what am I, a farmer? Apparently, in a GQ article, actor Donna Glover, also writer, producer, Atlanta, music artist, Shadows Gambino, you know, he talked about when he was a staff writer on 30 Rock that he had a quote unquote problematic conversation with Tina Fey, who's the creator of the show. And basically, she confirmed that he was a diversity hire. So he wasn't actually hired for his talent, but more so to fill a quota because at that time, NBC had a diversity initiative that made him a, a hire that didn't have to necessarily pay out of the show's budget. Um, so how do you feel about this being a diversity hire? Do you feel like it's problematic for her? Have you, have you ever been a diversity hire, Amanda Seals, in your long tenured career? Um, I have not because I haven't really been in these like types of corporate spaces. Like right. I've really been more of an independent person, independent contractor. But I will say... That I guess the question becomes, is there a problem with that, right? Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, we're not going to get in these spaces in many cases without these types of programs, right. which is why it's imperative that we keep these DEI programs. And so when I see this, I'm like, is it truly offensive or is it more kind of just like, it oh, is what it is. It like, all right. You know, I think the problem comes in when people treat you that way, like treat you like other you in a situation. Like Mm. even if I am here to provide a cultural context, that doesn't take you off the hook to also be culturally aware about the things that I'm bringing to the table, if that makes sense. And I think also, even as a creator, as a writer, you can, you probably can attest to this. I'm more than that too. I could bring more than just my blackness to the table. I have other things that are making me like talented. Absolutely. Because then they tokenize you. Right. And it's like, you do the black jokes. I mean, I've never been in situations where people are like, they didn't say this, but can you like blacken up this 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 work to appeal to black audiences? See, I've been in situations where they're like, Amanda, would black people do that? And on one hand, you're just like, 
I mean, okay, I'm going to like serve. Like I remember auditioning for a role where they had these two white girls that were writing the black role. And I made a point of being like, this right here is not anything that black people would say. And so they were like, in my callback, they were like, well, you can just rewrite the monologue however you want to. And my thing was- In the callback. So not even you got the job, it's in the audition. That's my point. Okay. So I was like, no, you should have gotten a black writer to write this for your actors to audition with because I don't need to be writing your script for you. Right. Uh, so I think there's there's a lot of levels to it. I mean, when we think about these spaces and how to navigate them, it's still con- it's still very confusing for a lot of us because we want to make sure that we are a black voice in the room. Mm-hmm. We just don't want to be held to the standard of like, well, you said that all black people, because you don't represent all black people. Also, don't be the only black person in the room either, because that's a whole other workplace situation. And now you are everybody's one black friend. And who has the time? That's so many potlucks and charcuterie party, charcuterie board parties to be invited to. And we just don't have the time. We and, don't uh, have the time. Uh, well, that's it for Black Hero News. Uh, coming up, we're going to go to the group chat. Today's chat is about red flags in the bedroom or the apartment. Like when you show up to the person's crib. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? Well, we're going to talk about it because I know about it, y'all. I do. You'll understand when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Talk to me, baby. Now. 24-7. Make sure you call us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's group chat on the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back. We're here at the Amanda Seal Show. I got to stop saying welcome back every time I come on this mic. But it's great to be here and great to be talking to y'all and uh, letting y'all know what's going on in the world. But ever so often, we have to go into the group chat because we got to talk about things that are a part of our daily lives, right? That is correct. And today's group chat topic is what are red flags in a man or woman's bedroom or apartment? Mm. Well, let me just take this clip from my special, my comedy special, I Be Knowing. This is my HBO comedy special, I Be Knowing. And this is a true story. Like be at a house and look down and there's a mattress on the floor. Surrounded by Jordans. Like a moat. Protecting you from yourself. Now you know you should take your ass home. Cause this ain't no place for a queen. Okay, so the comedy about this is that the person who this is literally like a year later was like, yeah, I saw your special. Oh. <laughs> I hit dog Will Howard. He was like, I knew you was talking about me. And for the record, I do have a bed frame and a mattress now. <laughs> and So for him, it was an aesthetic choice. Or was it? It was a, uh, he was um, an independent distributor. And so <laughs> okay, it, okay. it was more that he was at a point in his life where he was very busy. 
And so, you know, I feel like the independent distributors really like to feel like if you want to talk about struggling artists, the artists ain't the struggling artists. It's the it's the trappers, y'all. The trappers really like to feel like, oh, I'm trapping. I haven't showered in three days. I just woke up this morning and bought an outfit from the store. Like I'm in it. I'm in the oh, I'm in the grind. I will tell y'all and some of y'all in the car laughing right now because, you know, both listen, folks like to be mm. like, oh, I'm out here trapping. What? Look at my nails. Look how dirty my nails are. Death, dirty nails are a red flag and it's not the bedroom <laughs> or apartment. That's a red flag. Um, I saw this on the internet on TikTok. Somebody said an American flag, which I totally oh, agree with. So listen. That scares me. I went on a date with an actor. Okay. And when I got in the car, he had American flags on his headrests. What was the reason? So I was like, what's this? And he's like, well, I mean, I always see like Caribbean people with their flags on the headrest. So like, why can't I have my flag on the headrest? And I was like... I mean, I, yes, but this, also... This is a black person, right? Yes. Yeah, Rob Brown, who was from... Um, what's that movie with Sean Connery? Uh, come on, the brother... Uh, another... Uh, if it wasn't for that white person movie. Finding Forrester. <laughs> the way you just made a whole genre of film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to do a whole festival called If It Wasn't For That White Person Festival. Where we just break down the white saviorism films. I'm I mean, we got, we got... How many... We got... Freedom writers, Freedom writers. Uh, gangsters. Par- What's that with, with the gangsters paradise? Um, the gangsters paradise. Been spending most our lives. What movie was that? I don't uh, know, but I know that song though. Yes, you do. You know what movie that is with Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, the only thing I know Michelle Pfeiffer for is Catwoman. Amanda, you know I was born after nineteen fifty-five. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. But I will say, when it comes to American flags of it all, it's very. As a black person, I'm like, why are you this patriotic? Dangerous minds. Oh, I know that movie. Duh. <laughs> but why are you Blind so patriotic side. as a black person, and why are you so patriotic that you have to put American flags? Because if it was RBG flags, yeah, okay, I like that. I'm like, are oh, you for the culture? I'm yeah. Like that. I, that just scares me. I'm like, oh, we gotta have, have a whole other set of conversations now. Actually, I should probably run. I should leave. You should. I mean, sometimes it's like I know that the conversation is about the bedroom, but there's times where you just see the red flag on the inner on the internet. Because I met a dude at a party and I was like, "Yes!" And then I looked on his Instagram. He was friends with a Marosa, and he was praising her like this queen. Da da da. da. (laughs) I was like. No. See, one thing about me, I'm gonna scroll through Instagram and I'll be like, if you the black friend of a friend group, I can't be. I'm gonna have questions. So why are you, why are you comfortable being the only black friend of a friend group in all your pictures? Not just like some. Oh, I have another red flag in the apartment. That's scary. I dated a dude who, when I went in his bathroom, his um his cabinets were so meticulously organized that it felt very sleeping with the enemy, Julia like Roberts. Crazy, like yeah, you might get me in my sleep. Like he had first of all, he had six pairs of clippers. But he was bald. Oh, no, you got to go. <laughs> I'm actually calling the police on my way out. Yeah. And they were all tied the same way. And he had been in the military. So maybe that was part of it. But like, nah, it was it, it definitely made me very uncomfortable. And he had a condo that was a studio. OK, so it had no bed. He had like a futon. He had a couch and then he had a futon on the ground that would like fold out. And he was 36. This is too many red flags. It, I mean, he was a red flag monster. I feel like this becomes like a Lifetime movie now. It's like the girl under the bed, the <laughs> Clippers. And you're like, how did she not see the red flag? You know flag? what the biggest red flag was? He was from Yonkers. Y'all, that <laughs> right there should have shut it down. Well, let me know your red flag. Hit us up 1-855-AMANDA-8. Is it messiness? Is it bare walls without photos or art? Because that no. feels like a sex trafficking hotel room. You know, is it no soap in the bedroom? Is it is it a dirty wash rag? Oh, 
I can, is it, I can smell that. Is it having no cutlery or plate? Like you only eat out of paper plates and red solo cups. I've been there with a, it was a rookie NBA player. <laughs> yeah. That's many right. things. Hit me up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. 1-855-262-6328. I want to know the red flags when you walk into a crib and you're like, uh, uh, and your vagina just zips up and hides in the closet. <laughs> it's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's your boy, Jeremy. Like the Bible, I'm here with my girl, Amanda Seals. So, you know, we love staying connected with you guys and hearing your opinions on the things that we discussed. So last week, we talked about whether or not you delete the photos of your ex after a breakup from your phone or your camera roll. And this is what you guys had to say. Let's go to the phone lines. Hi, Amanda uh, and Jeremiah. This is Courtney from Atlanta, and I am responding to the question about photos of your ex. Um, for me, on social media, they are immediately deleted. Um, not necessarily mm-hmm. the events, but that specific person, all those photos are deleted. For my personal archive, mm-hmm. I keep the first photo we ever took together. I keep the last photo we ever took together. And I keep any uh, explicit photos. Other than that, everything else can go in the trash. Hope you all are having a wonderful day. And uh, (laughs) I look forward to continuing the episode. Thank you. That is such a specific. Right. It's very like orderly. Like there's a rhythm. There's a system. You see? She said the explicit photos. Stay. I'm not. (laughs) I think that's interesting that she keeps the explicit photos. I mean, if they're good, I guess. I mean, why not? Why why let that go to waste? (laughs) And I guess it depends on what's happening in the photo. I mean, is she, did she, wait, was she, do I, if I understood this correctly, she's keeping the explicit photos of them? I believe so. Oh, I guess she didn't clarify. In my head, it's like uh, that they had together. But how often does that happen? You'd be surprised, Amanda Seals. People out here were taking, they have a whole photo shoots and videos on their phones. Really? Yes. Yeah, I whole, have done one video. The whole industry. And it does point. not exist. <laughs> it does not exist. I saw, hey, Courtney girl. She was like, hey, Jeremiah. I said, ooh, <gasps> not you know me. <laughs> They're going to see you in the streets. I'm screaming. <laughs> but keep calling and joining the conversation, y'all, at 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. You know, we love to hear from you guys. Let us know what's going on with y'all. And, and we have more group chat topics this week also. So stay locked in. And when we come back, we got, of course, Black Eared News, Supreme Court Clarence Thomas, the justice and the cunius himself needs to resign. We're going to tell you why. Plus, we got the big up, let down and more. All that coming up next on the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. And I'm here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. And, you know, we're having a good time, right? We are. You know, it's Monday, first day of the week. We fighting the power. All week long. 
today is also apparently hug your dog day, which if anybody has a dog, that's every day. Right. <laughs> like, My dog hugs me every day, actually. I can't even. <laughs> hug her it's also nationally National Sibling Day. You want to shout out your siblings, your siblings? Oh, God. Hey, y'all. <laughs> shout out to Joshua like the Bible, Caleb like the Bible, and Dwayne. <laughs> the commitment. <laughs> and Dwayne. What happened? I don't know. Listen, the whole thing. That's hilarious. My name wasn't supposed to be Jeremiah, though. It was supposed to be Emmanuel. But my dad was like, somebody else had that name. So he was like, my child can't have somebody else's name. That's weird. Uh, you know, parents. <laughs> my name was supposed to be Anthony because they thought I was a boy. My dun, name was dun. supposed to be Ken- uh, Kenya. Kenya. They thought it would be a girl. Yeah. Well, when it comes to the siblings, uh, shout out to my siblings, Nedda Nassim, Noor, and Omar. And you're looking at me like, wow, those are not black <laughs> names. And that is well, because... Like, really ethnic names, more ethnic versus... I don't like the term half-brother, half-sister, but like, yeah, we, I, don't I think it's a dumb term, but we share a father and their mother is Palestinian. <laughs> we share a father. And uh, if you want to learn more about my sister, Netta, then you should check out Side Effects of Palestine on my Small Doses podcast. Not sure I was learning together. And no, she. we weren't learning together. She was schooling me. Very, she was schooling me yeah. and everybody about why they need to get on board with uh, ending the occupation of Palestine. And you're like, oh, y'all are sisters. Right, right. Well, can I school you with some, can I school you with some black red news? You know you can. All right, coming up this hour, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas about Lucy job. Maybe. We'll tell you why. Um, also, Amanda, I heard you want to go see, you know, New Edition of the weekend. <laughs> Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike. Listen, plus... Johnny. Yep, okay. and Ralph. And also, we have to big up Let Down this hour. Also, I'm excited. It's a good time. It's always a good time here. We give you the facts. We give you the laughs. I mean, it's a really great combination. So shout out to everybody who is listening to us in your cars, at work, on the podcast. We appreciate you. And, you know, make sure to tell a friend what we got going on over here. Now, uh, if you didn't get to hear the show last week or if you want to hear the show and you're missing it because you got to get out of the car right now because you got to go to work, don't worry about it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. All right. We got a daily podcast available everywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure to check that out. All right, it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. See you, Amanda Seal Show, and we'll be right back. See you, Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seal. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I had to give you a little bit of extra soul since we're about to go to talk about an extra coon. Wow. So. Accurate news. <laughs> Let's jump it off, Jeremiah, like the Bible. All right. So, your boy, or not your boy. I was going to say, don't do me like that. Not your boy, Supreme Court Justice. <laughs> <laughs> Great sound effect. So, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has been under fire for essentially receiving luxurious gifts from his quote-unquote friend, GOP mega-donor Harlan Crow. One of the most racist-sounding names of all time, okay? Any relation? Jim, Jim Crow adjacent. I'm just, I mean, <laughs> they're definitely play cousins at the, at the least. Well, apparently, uh, Justice Thomas has been getting gifts for the past two decades, so at least 20 years. I um, mean, by accepting these gifts, Thomas has broken the public trust and basically made it weird um, by taking these gifts from his quote unquote friend and not disclosing it. Um, yeah. That's like the biggest thing. But my whole thing was, I was confused what made this, I guess, unethical. I mean, I understand, like, I guess you're receiving gifts from somebody, but what makes that practice bad for the justice? I think there's a number of things here, right? So first of all, there's just the fact that 
Harlan Crow is a real estate magnet and tycoon. Okay. So he has companies and corporations that could ultimately have cases that come before the Supreme Court. Okay, that's that's fair. I got it. Got so it. that right there is so just, like in the public sector, he's a top dog. Yeah. And a lot of times the public sector ends up in the courts. Yes. For so you just things. keep your distance. Of course, you might be in some of the same places because listen, high power people stay in high power places. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, sometimes I'm at the club. And, <laughs> no, I mean, was I somewhere the other day with Lauren London and Neil Long? And you were, I saw the photos. I was with the sisters, you know, so we be hanging. But there's also just the reality of like, like you should know in your position what looks good and what looks sketchy. Right. So there's that. So the look of it is one thing, how it just looks. There's other part of it is that these Supreme Court justices, like you said, are supposed to report anything that they receive in gifts. Now, there's okay. some people who are like, well, no, it's kind of confusing because we don't know if trips are considered gifts, etc. But he has actually received gifts like he received a um, Frederick Douglass Bible from Harlan Crow. apparently. Harlan Crow, by the way, is also a collector of other things like a copy of Hitler's Mein Kampf and other <laughs> Yeah, that was Hitler's uh, autobiography. <laughs> Frederick and, Douglass. <laughs> and other like Nazi memorabilia. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Good. It's not looking good clearance. So there's also just the other reality that nobody should feel like they can influence you. Okay. So like by accepting these trips, by having such close relation to this person, like they feel like they can influence you. For and, instance, you gave me an air fryer the other day. So now you, I feel like you can influence me to do things. <laughs> Just saying, just saying. Not the same level, but... Right, right, And I'm not right. a judge. So you go, okay, There's that. Got you, got you. And I would say the other thing is that um, this guy is a Republican. He's a bleeding heart Republican who lobbies along Republican lines. So that alone politicizes him in a way that makes him not friend material for a judge that is supposed to be impartial on the bench, even though we know he's not impartial by the way right. that he judges. But ultimately, like, those reasons are why this is really, like, a problem. Now... He should have already been impeached when he refused to recuse himself from the January 6th cases when his wife was. was, Yes. And had to sit the stand. His wife, by the way, is also a very terrible person and is a member of the very terrible group, the Council for National Policy, which is a Christian nationalist group that is behind all of the anti-BIPOC, anti-LGBTQIA+, anti-abortion legislature that we've seen passing. The bigger problem here, though, that we have to remember is that there was too much leeway given to the justices in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like lower court, like judges that are literally just one layer lower have like really strong rules against all of this. Whereas mm-hmm. like the Supreme court judges have like a very looser set of rules. And right. that doesn't make sense to me. You've been put in this position for life. Lifetime confirmment. And you are literally setting the standard as an entire separate branch of government. So to me, the rules attached to that should be very strict. And just the way that we saw on Spider-Man is what does his uncle say? <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. And there's that. So let me know your thoughts. one 855 8 That's one 262 Just so you know, some of the trips are like going on private jets, going to this like men's retreat bohemian grove which was some side piece some, yeah that's some other no thing. comment no comment you know going to <laughs> private islands like all the things so yeah hopefully this will be something that we can see sink our teeth into to get this man off the bench coming up next i went to go see new edition 
If it isn't love, why do I feel this way? And I'm going to tell y'all all about it when we get back. Plus, we got the Big Up Let Down. Snacks on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals, and I actually left my house this weekend. What? That's crazy. Where you went? I went to go see New Edition. Okay. Was and it the Keith original And five? Guy. It was six. Okay. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Ralph, and Johnny. Okay. Now, apparently, Bobby Brown was not able to perform at the Houston show. Okay. So it was like a really big deal that we got the whole kit. That's um, important. Yeah. Because Escape out here doing with three, got three members. So we need any group, we need all, <laughs> all members present and accounted for to sing all the parts. Listen, I remember going to see Drew Hill and it was really just Cisco and Friends. <laughs> I mean, well... <laughs> It's always just really been Cisco. No, but. Nokia is writing the songs. Vocally, jazz, though, no, jazz is really there. He, okay. If I ever make Doing a the, promise. The yes. Now, Woody, okay. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I thought I was going to see the whole kit and I didn't. But this is an incredible show. Shout out to, I got, unfortunately, I missed Guy. Uh, we definitely. I like. Uh, I know. But we definitely got to see Keith Sweat. And let me tell you, Keith Sweat is giving y'all a show. Really? I didn't even find out about this until Thursday. Last time New Edition was in town, I missed it and I blamed everybody. And this time I saw it just randomly. I'm not going to tell you how much I dropped on these tickets, but I made it happen. <laughs> and I'm glad that I did because I, I, you know, sometimes you do something and you're just like, this better be better worth be it. it. And it was. Well, especially with the Legacy X, sometimes it can be real iffy. Oof. It's like, ooh, they can really hit or it could be. Well, you know, they mm. did a really good job of making it a production. Okay. You know, they had screens, you know, then like Teddy Riley came out with uh, Key Sweat and they did Make It Last Forever. And they did some of the other tracks that uh, Key Sweat produced. And y'all, when he did Nobody, Nobody, first of all, he already had a blazer on and then he went and got a coat and threw the coat on the blazer and it was white on white on white on white. And his this background singer, R&B. it was everything we wanted from 90s R&B. And the whole crowd is like, who can have you like me? Who can lay your body down? It was very serious. Uh, and then New Edition came out. And what you really got to see is that these are performers. Now we have a TikTok. <laughs> we have a TikToker who has something to say about oh, yeah. the performers of today. <laughs> And I want to hear what y'all had to wish yet. We need to talk about this epidemic of uninspired male performances because this is getting a little bit out of hand. So tell me this, dear viewer, what sense does it make for me to pay $500 to $1,000 in a recession with high inflation, might I add, to go watch someone walk back and forth on a stage in jeans and a t-shirt? At that point, I might as well go home. In fact, they should pay me. You got the boring, nonchalant performances with the uninspired outfit. Like, what happened to fashion? Um... Listen, she has a point. She does have a point, but they were definitely not included in this. <laughs> they were giving you full choreo. And these brothers are 50 plus. Well, back then there was a criteria for what, what celebrity was, what performance was, what a tour was. Now it's just sweat, sweatsuits and a vibe. <gasps> oh my gosh. Sweatsuits and a vibe. And a vibe. Put the mic out. You might be, you, especially with the rappers. I think that's another thing too. I think singers at one point, there was a more of a, um, a total package versus rappers is really just like we out here bouncing back and forth. There's no performance. I know my face looks horrified. 
Well, I will tell you, they were giving a performance and Bobby was out there with a whole full gush. Um, so anyways, if you can see the, the brothers when they come to your town, you should really make it your business to do so. I'm basically saying that I had a great time and you should try and go to the show if you can. All right, that's it for Black Era News. Coming up next, we have today's Big Up Let Down. It's next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. It's time for the Big Up Letdown on the Amanda Seal Show. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's your boy, Jeremiah Like the Bible, and I'm joined by none other than Amanda Seals. And Amanda Seals, it is now time for your Big Up Letdown. Oh, God. It is time for the Big Up, Big Up. All right, today's big up goes to exonerated Central Park Five member Youssef Salam, Dr. Youssef Salam, who did something that was hashtag petty for the people. This is my favorite kind of petty. So I don't know if you know this, but in 1989, Youssef Salam was one fifth of the Central Park Five. They were the teens that were wrongfully convicted for sexually assaulting a white woman in Central Park. Donald Trump, by the way, had nothing to do with any of this, but felt like, you know what? He needs to get in on this. He published ads in the New York Post calling for the state to adopt the death penalty for these young men following the allegations. Now, despite being exonerated and them identifying the true attacker back in 2002, you know, Trump has refused to apologize. I mean, why are we surprised? Over 30 years ago, he did this. And now he's the one in hot water. (laughs) So in my favorite version of pettiness, petty for the people, Dr. Youssef Salam took out a full page ad in the New York Times responding to Trump with a piece titled Bring Back Justice and Fairness, Build a Brighter Future for Harlem. And he says over 30 years ago, Donald Trump took out a full page ad calling for my execution on the day he was arrested and arraigned. Here is my response. I love it. And tables go turn every time. But I love this because he got his lick back. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And sometimes getting a lick back, y'all, what it really requires for the most part is patience. patience. You gotta wait. It's you a long wait. game. You gotta wait. It's a long <laughs> game. And this right here is a perfect example of that. Now, do y'all think there's sat- a statute of limitations on getting your lick back? Let me know. Listen. Let me know. If you're petty, the answer is no. All right. So that's today's. Big up, big up. Today's. Let down. Okay. North Dakota. Oh, God. First of all, I'm still mad at North Dakota for creating Mount Rushmore on <laughs> sacred Indian land. So let's just start there. But North Dakota turned down a bill providing free school lunch. Okay. So let, let, let's just first play the audio of that. We talk about. Personal responsibility is one of the major principles that the Republican Party stands on. Um, yes, I can understand kids going hungry, but is that really the problem of the school district? Is that the problem of the state of North Dakota? It's really the problem of parents being negligent with their kids if their kids are choosing to eat in the first place, which is entirely the problem that could be existing here. I don't believe that it is our responsibility to carry on a program in excess of what the federal government already does. Where does it stop? That's crazy. So 
that right there sounds bonkers, right? Because if they can afford to feed children, why would you not feed children? But the other part of this is that in them saying they're not going to provide free lunch, they then a week later passed a bill to have a higher threshold on their reimbursements for lunch while on the job. (laughs) What is going on? I cannot stress to you all the way that these people are shady governor. If governor Doug Burgum signs the second bill, state employees could collect $45 a day for three meals. I listen now the first bill would have dedicated $6 million over two years to students with family incomes below double the poverty level. He said that in his job. He said it ain't, it ain't on him. Get somebody else to do it. I don't think this is even remotely justifiable. It's really disgusting. And it really goes to show you all just the way that these people think and why you need to make sure that you vote Mm -hmm. because these people are in power because you put them in power. Now, don't get me wrong. Gerrymandering is a real thing. We continuously have to be aware of the ways in which gerrymandering is undermining the vote. But you know what? If there were just more people not voting Republican, then there would be less opportunity for people like this to have. We're just not voting stupid. Well, there's that. That is today's Letdown. Give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. We love our calls and we want to hear more from you. So hit us up. 1-855-262-6328. We got your calls next on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to The Amanda Seal Show. It's your boy, Jeremy, like the Bible. And I'm joined by your girl, your favorite common sense specialist, Amanda The Seals. Oh <laughs> So we love that you guys always are listening to us. But if you missed anything, be sure to check out our podcast on anywhere you get your podcast. You know, type in Amanda Silva Show and we'll pop right up. But we're also taking calls on topics all the time. So if you want to reach out and talk to us, call us at any time at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Last week, we talked about Victor Glover being the first black man to orbit the moon. And we want to know what three things you would bring to outer space with you. So let's hear some calls. Hi, Amanda, please. To answer the question, uh, what would I take with me? The three things that I would take with me if we had to go to the moon. First of all, um, well, honestly, I would have to bring my sewing machine. It's something that my granny, she was a seamstress. She passed it down to me and, you know, Hmm. she introduced that to me. So I would definitely have to bring it. Um, But... After that, the first thing that comes to my mind is I got to have my rat tail comb, girl. I'm going to have to do my hair. I'm going to have to do my hair. And I need that rat tail just to make sure my um, parts are straight and crisp. And I'm torn between eco styling gel and a do-rag. But if I had to choose... I'm going to go with the eco styling gel, okay? Because I'm going to need to lay my hair. I'm going to need to get the baby hairs. I'm going to need to do the slick back ponies. I can't do it without those three things. I can't go nowhere. (laughs) Okay? I love you guys. Okay, let me tell y'all. so much, Amanda. Thank you. I got to tell y'all, apparently eco styling gel is like super bad for you. Why is it? What's wrong with uh, it? I guess the chemicals in it. Like I saw, I just saw a story about it and was like, oh, that's it. Can't do surprised. it. Can't do it. Anything landed down like that. I mean, it's one step behind Gorilla Glue. Well, she said she about to have them straight backs for the, uh, for the uh, tour to the, to the moon. You know what? Can you break your own hair, Amanda? 
No, I am not Sierra. I cannot braid my own hair. Uh, I am not God's child, and I cannot braid my own hair. I can do. I can do a cornrow across the front. That's very. That's it's very specific, specific because my hair in the front is not as long as the rest of my hair. It's like its own existence, and so there would be times where like it's just like sticking up. And so I learned how to cornrow it across, so it has like a little bit more control and cuteness to it. Well, if you start now, you'll be ready for this by the time we go to the moon. Um, but keep calling and join mm. the conversation at. 855-AMANZA-8. That's 855-262-6328. Up next, we have more Black Green News. Will, you know, Tennessee Representative Justin Jones, Representative Justin Pearson be re-elected after expulsion? Also, small doses, side effects of integrity. We're going to talk about that mm. also. Coming up next on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. I'm Amanda Seals. We are up. We're up. We're up. It is April 10th, 2023. You know, on this day in 1947, Jackie Robinson signed to the Brooklyn Dodgers baseball team. Do you remember the Bible? Yes. And in 1990, on this day, Public Enemy released their third album, Fear of the Black Planet. Yes. Of course, you're looking at me crazy because that means nothing to you. But well, I thought about Black Planet at the website. I was like, did they come from that? Is that where we got Black Planet from? Like the terminology? That's a really... See, I'm connecting cultural moments together for the people. Because mm. somebody and Carl was saying the same thing. And it was like, Black Planet, fear the Black Planet, public enemy, fight the power. I'm really like trying to think because um, Fear of the Black Planet was, you know, their album. But I mean, this was the album that was like a really seminal album. Like 911 is a joke was on this album. Like Brothers Gonna Work It Out was on this album. Um, I mean, Erykah Badu invented Woke, so maybe they invented Black Planet. But the big record that was on this album was, of course, Fight the Power! Elvis okay. was a hero the most, but he never met me. You see straight up racist. That's like I was simple and plain. Well, that's very synergetic, if that's the word. Like, it's, we're in synergy right now. You know, Fight the Power. We're talking about Tennessee. That's coming up this hour in Black Red News. Yep. We're going down to see what could be done to help um, two representatives in Tennessee get back into the house after they were expelled, unfortunately, mm-hmm. for basically doing their jobs. Yep. Also, we're going to talk about this new documentary about Freaknik that's coming to Hulu. Also, we're going to talk about the Small Doses episode, Side Effects of Integrity with Melanie Fiona coming up this hour. If you're new to the show or maybe you've been listening the whole time, you are hearing a different voice than DJ Nails because DJ Nails is now doing his own thing. All right. In Columbus, you can hear him on the kickback on Power 107.5. We have a new co-host here at the Amanda Seal Show. Mm, I don't know what I was going to say, but it didn't start with an N. Our homeboy, Jeremiah, like the Bible. So give them a warm welcome. Give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8, and let us know your thoughts and, your, you know, send send some some love out to Jeremiah Like the Bible for joining the show. Your thoughts on Jeremiah Like the Bible. I know. <laughs> we hate him. We hate him off there. 1-855-262-6328. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back 
y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and we got to give you some laughs and some facts because that's what we do over here. So let's get into some Black Hair News. Jeremiah, what's good? Yeah, so if you're just joining us, we are talking about what's going on down in Tennessee. So two out of three Tennessee representatives who were standing up against gun violence um, in the House who were expelled last week for, quote-unquote, breaking house decorum are now back in the news with potential with the potential plan to reinstate them. You have Representative Justin Jones of Nashville, Representative Justin Pearson of Memphis, who they have rallies this week um, to support them. Today mm-hmm. we have Representative Jones. Hopefully it's reinstated. You know, they're marching down at one public square in Nashville. Also on Wednesday in Memphis at 12 noon at the National Civil Rights Museum, we have... Um, a rally and a march. Yes, Representative Pearson of, of Memphis. So... Hopefully this all comes together, Amanda. Like I really, as a young person, mm-hmm. they're like in, like in my age bracket. I'm like I'm, I'm excited to see them like stand up and fight the power. But I'm also like saddened if that makes sense to see like them being like railroad and publicly for like doing the right thing. No, it's true. I mean, this is really a real indicator of the fact that the racism is here. It's alive. It's well. And Tennessee, by the way, is considered last place for democracy being an active thing in their state. Below Florida. Below Florida. That like says the, a lot. the gerrymandering has just gotten completely out of control. And then when you see this happen, you cannot lie to yourself any further. Even Kamala went down there. It's the same person who said this country ain't a racist country. I bet she believes Tennessee's racist. Uh, but I really think that it's unfortunate, but there's always an inciting incident mm-hmm. that has to happen for folks to truly realize like the necessity of getting into it. And there's a lot of conversations I've been seeing around like the idea of revolution Mm -hmm. that I thought were really special. And I'm going to play some of them over the course of the week, but we have to understand that revolution is not something that just like happens at five o'clock on a Friday because we just decided like, you know what? Let's do it. I'm done. (laughs) No revolution is a process that is happening over time. And that really is like a snowball, right? With multiple parts. Yes. It's multi-pronged. You have people that consider reform part of revolution. You have considered that people that think violence is a part of revolution. You have people that know that institutionalized going straight to the institution and undermining that as revolution. All of these things come together as well as people. Right. Well, that's interesting you say that, because as I was looking at this story, I kind of felt like this could not disconnected, but like, dang, I should be out here fighting, fighting a power in some capacity, if that makes sense. But then I kind of thought about this. I'm sure you can relate to this. Their um, Representative Jones and Pearson and um, Johnson, they're holding the line at, in their spot, if that makes sense. Like their job is to be public officials and do a certain amount of work. Then we as individuals have our own lines we kind of um, hold in our daily lives. Whether that be in your workplace, your neighborhood, we're all fighting against something in some type of way. And well, we should be. Well, we should be. I should say that. And it doesn't always look the same, but they're all a part of the greater yes. good. Of the, even you kind of talked about that in some of your work experiences where you like you felt like the person to speak up because something was happening in order to make a change in that environment for other people that came after you, whether it affected you or not. Like being that voice to be like, this is wrong. We need to fix this because it shouldn't be like this. That's a role that I understood was my role early on. Right. And then Mm -hmm. I've had organizers tell me like, Amanda, you're the bullhorn and we need bullhorns. We need people who are amplifying what we're doing and what needs to get done in order to aid in us getting the work that needs to get done on the ground done. Right. Right. So like, I'm very proud to have that and to use my platforms like the Amanda Seals show and like smart, funny and black, which you can get tickets to for May 18th at the, uh, in LA at the Novo at amandaseals.com like small doses, like all of my creative spaces. I have, tooled to being able to 
bring truth to power Mm -hmm. and support truth coming to power. And so in this space, you know, Representative Pearson, he is facing a different level of obstacles to get reinstated than Representative Jones. And so they're asking for us to not just send our emails and send our phone calls, but to bring our bodies to his support at noon on Wednesday at a rally in March to uh, the state house from the national civil rights museum, 450 Mulberry street in Memphis. So hopefully you guys will go on out there and support him. They're going to vote on him being reinstated at one 30. So want to make sure that we continue to support the Tennessee three and uh, that's the way that you can do it as well as bring attention to it on your Instagrams, your TikToks, your YouTubes, et cetera. So, you know, as many people need to be speaking as possible if they can't physically be there. Give us a call. one 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. Coming up next, moving to a completely different vibe. Hulu is releasing a Freaknik documentary. So that's what happened, Jeremiah. Folks just got, they lost focus in the 90s. Everybody thought everything was sweet. It was like, you know what? Let's get busy. And then while we were doing that, they was plotting. Plotting. Well, we're going to talk about it anyway. Plus, Small Doses, Side Effects of Integrity, my latest episode of my podcast. We're going to get into all of that when we get back to The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. It's the Amanda Steele Show. We are continuing with some Black Hero news. Let's take it to the, the films. The films and TV. So if you haven't heard, Hulu has just announced they're releasing a documentary titled Fricknick, the <laughs> wildest party never told. So the documentary is going to be executive produced by two people you know, Jermaine Dupri and Uncle Luke. Yes. You know? um, so basically the documentary will recount the rise and fall of the small Atlanta HBCU picnic that exploded into the influential street party and spotlighted Atlanta as a major cultural stage. I love how they framed this like it wasn't <laughs> just an entire orgy. <laughs> It was a movement, Amanda Seals. It was an orgy coupled with finger waves and video cameras. The and video cameras was going to get these people. Listen. They scared. They shaking. They said the footage is coming out. The footage is coming out. And people have grown up. They have like entire lives. They have professional careers. They the church mothers now. They said, ooh. They got saved at the Freaknik. This is where I got saved. Listen, it's going to be a time. I mean, listen, I'm an 80s baby, but a 90s kid. And I remember... Mm. The elements of Freaknik. And then by the time I got to high school, Freaknik had died down, but the music was still alive and well. So Freaknik had its own soundtrack, y'all. Okay. Uh, uh, What makes... That era of music different from this era of music we in. Because we it have, started it. That's what makes it now. different. That's you what know. makes it different. It was the originator. So give me some. Give me some. Some Miami bass. All right. Okay. So like Luke Campbell and, you know, the folks down there in Miami, they started Miami bass. And so that's that dance music that you hear like, like, uh, Captain D coming, Captain D coming. Do the round. Do the round. Like those records, they were not in existence before that. It's kind of like hip hop disco, right? Okay, like okay. it was very just like, this is strictly dance music. Right. And these are the days before twerking. We were booty popping. All right. It was a lot of humpback, humpback, hoochie mamas. A lot of humpback, humpback, hoochie mamas. And let me also say that at that time, booty popping and booty shaking was uh, unisex. Okay. 
Yeah, like now, like you don't see like grown men, like heterosexual cisgender men, like twerking. Like or, it's considered or dancing at this point. or dancing. Right, it's considered like feminine. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I was in Florida. Like they were throwing it. It was. Listen, <laughs> my high school senior boyfriend Marquise and his boy Devin, and like they. This was a Florida thing. Like any uh, anyone who's listening who went to fam, you knows. <laughs> That it was very real. So, so can, you, can you clarify something for me then, Amanda? Okay, so we talked about this earlier in the show about, you know, this being the day that public enemy dropped Fight the Power. So how do we go from Fight the Power in 1990 to Dr. Luke, Uncle Luke in Miami? Because I think that what was beautiful about this time was that hip hop was still burgeoning. It was still growing. So there were still like open spaces for creativity that hadn't been done yet. Okay. So we got to see versatility. Like for all of the fight, the power, there was also like the gangster rap of like, I'm gonna shoot him up, shoot him up, kill him up, kill him up. <laughs> but then there was also like the native tongues okay. who were like, yeah, we're black, but we're not presenting it as like hard hitting as public enemy, but we're going to give you more De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, Jungle Brothers. It's going to like be more like, neo soul-ish. Yeah, like we the, we, the, we the black folks, you know, it's like the pacifists, right? Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, there's like the sex, right? And there's just the, the revelatory like sexual freedom that was coming out of this time. Remember, this is when the internet is like just now like creeping, creeping a little bit. We're seeing advancements with, with computers, et cetera. This is Bill Clinton. Like we're just seeing a okay. good time happening. This is also like the crack era has like, the crack. yeah, the crack era has like happened. And it is still happening, but we're seeing just a lot of freedom coming out of this. So when you talk about like, where does this come from? This comes from the fact that black people are not a monolith and our music comes out of our experiences. I did a whole thesis on this for my, my uh, undergrad thesis, black music. It was called musical people, how black music moves the black experience. It was also a one woman show. And my thesis was that our music and our experience, like our social experience are connected. We have continuously created music to represent what we are experiencing. That's true. That's fair. But when you think of songs like, you ain't nothing but a hoochie mama, hoochie, hoochie, hoochie mama, and doom, 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 big buddy, I'm with it, and put my hand up on your hip. When I dip, we dip, we dip. When we think about to zero, let me see it to zero. Yeah. Okay. Well, you... Didn't you did uh pop that pop that hoochie mama mm-hmm. <laughs> through this whole segment? But coming up next, we do have another musical energy that you spoke you sat with Melanie Fiona on your latest episode of Small Doses, the side effects of integrity. So we're gonna talk about that next on the Amanda Seal show. Scarred was the number one voted song at my prom. So you know I'm from Florida. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We're here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. And I got a lot of jobs, okay? Uh, One of my other jobs outside of doing the Amanda Seals Show is every week I produce a podcast called Small Doses Podcast that you can get as a part of the Urban One Podcast Network. And we premiere new episodes every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. And you can watch new episodes every Thursday on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. Now, Jeremiah, like the Bible, who is our co-host here at the Amanda Seals Show, also works on the Small Doses podcast and producing it. And uh, we would love to tell you all about this week's episode with our guest, Melanie Fiona. It was side effects of integrity. We want to let you hear some audio from that episode because she was not playing games with the top man. I was definitely in a space of people pleasing. And so that was, I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to upset anybody. I don't want to, mm-hmm. but now I'm just like, it's okay to like, the integrity comes from, no thanks. And you can say no thank you if you want to be the nice. The power of no. 
Suzanne DePass, who discovered Michael Jackson mm-hmm. and the Jackson Five yeah. and who won an Oscar for screenwriting. You know, she once told me she was like, the most powerful word you have in this business is no. Because otherwise, if you're afraid to say no, you can be taken down any road, any path and left. Right. And, and left. left and left for day. Listen, saying no is very necessary. I know this whole year of yes, <laughs> but you got, some people need a year of no. That's true. That's true. Especially as, as Melanie kind of spoke to when you're a people pleaser, I always feeling like you have to say yes to things to appease people. So maybe people like you. It's a scary place because you're saying yes to things, knowing that you cannot fulfill it, which then puts you in a bind, right? Yeah. Because now you're about to disappoint them and disappoint you. So like, what was the point? Right. When was the last time you had to say no to something? Whether it be professionally, personally? Uh, this weekend, I had to say no to... <laughs> last night, I said no. <laughs> yeah, I had to say no to a manager that had come into play that could possibly have come into my business. And I realized that I was about to go along with this because I felt like it was what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Even though like my gut was really making me say like, you don't really want this. Like you're not chasing this business in the same way other people are. So like, what would be the true value of this? Also, these managers be taking 10% of your entire business, which I just think is wholly unethical. And it is an industry standard that I think is nonsense because I think you should be, you should have to earn that. So I had to say no. And I will tell you, I had to like, really like God was like, stop. You had to get gut punched. I had to get signs. Yeah. So I, I, I said no. And I'm really proud of myself because immediately after I said no, there was like a coincidence that happened that let me know I was on the right track. Okay. When's the last time you had to say no? I'm thinking, I feel like I'm still working on saying no to things. Not necessarily because I feel like I'm people pleasing, but I think I'm always just trying to do something. I'm just like, oh, I can do that. I think sometimes I don't know my limit. I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, I can yeah. think of the last time yeah. you said no. What did I say no about? You said no when I tried to give you the job as producers for Smart Black Productions. Yeah, I see how people bring up old stuff. <laughs> well, let me say, yeah. Let me say, yeah. Amanda got to bring up some old stuff. <laughs> Listen. That did happen. That did happen. <laughs> so I'm gonna but there's a it. lesson there. Because you were saying no based on fear and like just, I'm a bit, I, th- I think 10 steps ahead about stuff. And I'm like, I'm focusing on taking one step at a time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what, how, what does this yes mean in 10 years? And it's like, we're not 10 years ahead, Jeremiah. You're in the present day. Would you say you were also like catastrophizing too? You were like looking at like the negatives that could happen versus well, yeah, the positives? Yeah, that's part of it too. I think I'm thinking the negatives for the next 10 years. Like you oh. said yes to this and in 10 years you're on the streets <laughs> and you're begging for money. <laughs> And you got to call your mama. And now you're on skid row with Miss Shirley. Oh, it's my like, gosh. You know, it becomes a whole thing. So I think for me, I think I'm balancing. I think now I'm, I'm actually trying to work on saying yes to things out of like, instead of being fearful, mm-hmm. being like, yeah, okay, what, what can happen? I don't know. Let's just Abundance what versus scarcity. Scarcity. That part. Well, y'all, we would love to hear, when's the last time you had to say no? And how do you feel about it? Are you still on the fence about it? Do you feel a regret about it? Or do you feel freed by it? Let us know. one 855 and Listen to this full episode of Small Doses Podcast, Side Effects of Integrity, featuring R&B songstress and more Melanie Fiona, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can watch it on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. We want to hear your calls. So hit us up. one 262 6328 We got more calls when we get back right here at the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's your boy, Jeremiah. Like the Bible. I'm new here, so get used to it. Also, I'm joined by 
your favorite common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. And we're about to head to the phone lines, y'all. We love when y'all call and join the conversations. So if you want to call, call us at 855-AMANDA-8, 855-262-6328. And our next caller actually needs some advice. So let's see what she got to say. Hi, Amanda. I'm not going to say my name, but I have a question. I've been dating this guy and such a great guy. Um, <laughs> loving. Mm. But the conversation is Mm. so dead. Like, I'm talking to the wall some of the time. Most of the time, (sighs) I'm talking to the wall. And it's like, he's been talking about, you know, marriage and moving in together and start having a family. And it's like, I can't even have a conversation with you. You know? And he's such a great guy. You can tell he's such a genuine guy. But I'm... I talker. I talk a lot, you know, I communicate a lot. That's important to me. And the fact that he does not have anything to contribute when it comes to conversing, what do I do about that? How can I fix that? Mm. Can't, can't fix it now. You can't. All you can do is bring it to the person's attention and see what they do. Now, it's interesting to me, though, because he's talking about marriage and she's talking about like he's such a genuine guy. But I'm like, based on what? I mean, actions do speak louder than words. Yeah. But yeah. words are also very Important. loud. Because I think there are people who just aren't like talkers. So they, like, they aren't like chit chatty. Yeah, very, like Devon like, is not a talker talker. But they, they're they like, you can tell their character. They have good character. They're not malicious yes. X, Y, Z. But for somebody like me, you know me and Menaces, I like to talk. <laughs> and one of my biggest thing is for like dating someone is how well you can like banter with me. And are you able to intrigue yes. my mind? If I'm talking to you and you have nothing to add, I'm like, okay, I got to go. Are we, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And let me just tell you, when you get older, it's a talking situation. Yes. The relationship is about talking, eating, <laughs> and watching. Like, sex is there. Imagine watching something and they don't have nothing to say about it. We watch the show, you have nothing to say. But you know what? You also need to have someone who's willing. Because sometimes people really aren't talkers. But they can still have something to say. Okay. So, like, sometimes I will have to say to Devon, like, I want to talk to you. Like, talk. <laughs> and then he'll be say like, words. oh, okay. Like, he'll, you know, he'll be like, oh, okay. Like, let me, you know, like, and he'll push himself. But there's a willingness. Right. Because that, that's not necessarily, like, in his natural. And I've also had to learn when it's time to shut up. I was going to say, sometimes it's talkers. They're like, you're saying too much. Sometimes you got to just chill. <laughs> you're not talking right now. So I think if they really do love each other the way that she says. Well, they're getting married, apparently. Him, well, then the him. conversation is, <laughs> listen, this is what's lacking in our relationship for me. And what can we do? Also, is this a deal breaker for you? Like, is someone being a conversationist that important where you're like, if you don't have this, we can't be together? I was dating someone where at a certain point, I literally had to write down a, an agenda of things to talk about when we would go to lunch. <laughs> Like, I don't know where that, I don't know what happened where like things finally just broke down to that point. And then I remember I had a brunch or something that I was doing and my homegirl came and she was talking to him. And after she was like, he has nothing to say. What are y'all even talking about? That's worse. Someone, it's different someone who doesn't talk and someone who talks and has nothing to say. That's even worse. At that it point. was both. She was like, he's <laughs> where, what are y'all? She was like, I don't even understand this. So sis, I say, keep it a buck. Yeah. And the response that comes from that 
is going to let you know if he's an action oriented person, then you're going to see an action taken as it applies to it. The card part is going to be how to relay this to him in a way that doesn't, you know, make him lose confidence, but then empowers him to say, oh, this is something that's lacking. Let me try and hop to it. Let us know how it goes. Give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. And if y'all ever want some advice, give me a call. Me and Jeremiah are here at your service. Ready to talk. All right. When we come back, Black Heart News. A federal judge suspends the approval of abortion drugs. Hmm. But then there was a plot twist. Reverse Uno card. Plus, we got the big up, let down, and more. It's all coming up next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the Show. I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals, and I am a sparkling water drinker, and I am joined by Jeremiah, like the Bible, who is not a sparkling water drinker, and I think it's because his palate has not been developed enough. He also doesn't like matcha, which, you know what, guys, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's my first day out here, so I'm going to But it's not the federal judge in um, Texas' first day out here, because he's out here trying to suspend the FDA's approval of an abortion pill. He's trying to stop your reproductive rights, so stay tuned for that. Also, there's a father who went viral for giving his son a very interesting gift for his 13th birthday. I don't know how I feel about it, but mm. we're going to talk about it. Also, we have your big up and let down. It's Amanda going says. down. Big up, big up. Let down. Also want to wish a happy birthday to Babyface, one of the greatest singer-songwriters of our time. Ever. I only think of you <laughs> on, on two occasions. Also, Q-Tip, uh, who used to be a very good friend of mine, and we are no longer friends because I moved to LA and he stopped talking to me. But I used to celebrate several birthdays with him, and one birthday was at Nobu, and it was all these other famous people, like literally Beyonce and Jay-Z, oh. and like we were all at the table, and like, y'all, I was a broke person. Like, I did not have any money, and at the end of the meal... They passed around a phone that said how much everybody owed. And when I tell you, when that phone got to me, I was like, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? And uh, Grace, who uh, is Usher's ex-girl and manager, Grace was sitting next to me and she like saw the fear and terror in my eyes. And she had you. She had me. We love a good moment. We forgot you because I'm like, I ain't got it, y'all. Listen, I didn't. I didn't have the balls at that time to say I ain't got it, y'all. But she had me. She had me. So uh, that's that. We love it. And happy birthday, Kamal! All right. If you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast available everywhere you get your podcast. Just search the Amanda Seal Show. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. show we've been having a good vibe a good time all day even though america's democracy is crumbling before us as we speak as we record the show y'all well down in texas who a texas federal judge matthew kasmerick he was an appointee as a former president president trump which tracks as you follow this next story so basically he ruled to suspend an fda's approval on miss prefistone my i call it my 
Mifepristone. Okay. Basically, it's one of the abortion pills um, that people take in order to have an abortion. And virtually, they're going to ban it across the sales of it across the um, country. But the decision does not take effect. There's like a seven-day period for the federal government to kind of repeal it or kind of like make a stance against it. So hopefully that happens. But I heard there's some other things that are happening with this situation, right? That's right. There's a plot twist. (laughs) We love a reverse Uno card. So what happened is on the wings of this, a federal judge in Washington state on Friday ordered that U.S. authorities not make any changes that would restrict access to this same medication Mm. in 17 Democratic-led states that sued over the issue, which countered the ruling. So the dueling decisions have thrown into question access to this, but basically this Washington State Spokane-based judge, Thomas O. Rice, um, who is an Obama administration appointee, He partially granted a request from those 17 states and D.C., the District of Columbia. And while the states sued in an effort to expand access to the pill, Rice didn't go that far, but instead he blocked the FDA from making any changes to the drug's access in the states that sued. So what that means is this Katz Merritt guy was basically saying that the FDA's approval of the drug is no longer valid, which he cannot do, by the way. The FDA is its own organization. It is not governed by a district court judge like that just doesn't make sense. And so this Washington State Spokane based judge, Thomas O. Rice, he ruled and said, like, the you FDA, yeah, you can't do that. Like the FDA has had this judge has had this drug uh, approved for a very, very, very long time. You can't just boom switch the approval, and also there's no grounds. Well, apparently, Judge Casmeric Kaz- in Texas originally challenged the drug in the initial approval approval process in 2000. So he's been trying to get this for a minute. Well, you know what? Uh, he can kick rocks, <laughs> and AOC had this to say about it. There has been thought, I believe, given to this. Senator Ron Wyden has already issued statements, uh, for example, advising what we should do in a situation like this, which I concur, which is that I believe that the Biden administration should ignore uh, this ruling. I think that we, you know, the courts have the legitimacy and they rely on the legitimacy of their rulings. And what they are currently doing is engaged in an unprecedented and dramatic erosion of the legitimacy of the courts. They, it, it is the justices themselves through the deeply partisan and unfounded nature of these rulings that are undermining their own enforcement. So you're saying the Biden administration should ignore this court, but what does that look like? What does that actually mean? You know, I think it, the interesting thing when it comes to a ruling is that it relies on enforcement, And it is up to the Biden administration Mm -hmm. to enforce, to choose whether or not to enforce such a ruling. Okay, so what she's saying is like, this is time to muck up, (laughs) to buck up or back down. Right. Because, you know, the Republicans, as we can see in Tennessee, they're just doing whatever they want. At will. And not for the case of the people at all. We know for a fact that abortion access in this country is far more wanted by people than it is against. Right. So there was a minority that is ruling this. Well, also what the Texas judge did wasn't even in his jurisdiction to do. So it's kind of like, you just doing stuff at your desk. Honey, it's very real. So I would be curious to see what happens. And, you know, I like AOC in her spirit. 
She ready. I love AOC. She like, we could burn this whole thing. <laughs> you know what that is? The Bronx. <laughs> that's what that is. What do you guys think? one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. We got more Blacker News when we get back. Uh, do you think this is even going to pass? Like, do you think the Biden administration will buck up? I know a lot of people are like, get Biden out of here. He old, he 80, he ain't got it. What do you think? And also, what impact would the suspension of this drug have nationwide? Because ultimately right now, this is the only way that people can get abortions. Right. And if this is no longer available, then even in the states where abortion is legal, they would not be able to get access to this. So hit me up, 1-855-262-6328. Coming up next, Jeremiah. There is a man, a father, Mm -hmm. who gifted his 13-year-old son something very interesting for his birthday. So we're going to talk about that. Also, we got today's Big Up Let Down coming up next on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Back with more Blacker and News here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals. Happy birthday out of birthday folks out there. You know, we never know what we're going to get from our parents for birthdays for a right. lot of us, right? Like, I mean, if you were on Super Sweet 16 on MTV, <laughs> then you knew you were getting a car. You knew that. You knew you were getting a car. A BMW. A Range Rover. Right. But I feel like a lot of us never really knew, like, especially after like, 14, 15, you're like, what these parents going to get us? Well, this California child definitely didn't know what his parents were supposed <laughs> to get him. So a California father is going viral after gifting his 13-year-old son, guess this, Amanda, 40 acres of land. <laughs> and the father basically explained that he hopes that the gift teaches his son the lessons and the importance of ownership and generational wealth. I get it. I understand it. But Were there right. other gifts? Right, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Did he get Jordans? Did he get a PS High? Like, um. because I hear this, and I think this is really dope in terms of the reasoning why, right? Like, I want to teach my son the lessons, the importance of ownership, generational wealth. Of course, forty acres yeah. is, is is attached to forty acres and a mule. Yeah. And like we do need to be teaching our kids about legacy, about uh, trust. You know, and when I say like, I don't mean trust issues. We do need to teach kids about trust. But I mean like having like Actual financial trust. trusts. Yeah. And financial literacy within the black community is sorely lacking. Like I am very like just now learning my thing with that too. That being said, is there a gift that you wish your parents had passed, like had given you? That you never got. Now, let me just speak while you're thinking. Okay. I remember for my 16th birthday, all I wanted was a cell phone. All I wanted was a cell phone. Okay. This was a big deal when I was 16. Okay. Okay. So I was 16 in 97. This is a big deal. And what I got was a pager and a changing faces CD. You know, the thing I keep thinking about when you said that, all I could think about was, there were cell phones in 1997. <laughs> you know what? I can't stand you because they really weren't like out, 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 out like that. But my friend LaVon Bracey, who, by the way, is a state representative in Florida. <laughs> so shout to, shout to Representative LaVon Bracey. LaVon had the cell phone. So everybody. Well, she was going places. She said she, said, she needed <laughs> but the cell phone. She had the community phone, though. <laughs> like everybody, if they needed to call their parents, they used LaVon's cell phone. Like my mom had LaVon's cell phone number. But like my dad sent me that for my 16th birthday. This is like your big right. birthday. It's, so my, but I told my mom, send it back. I don't want a pager. What well, I send it back. A CD and a pager. He said, listen, get out of here. And he had the nerve to write happy birthday on the child support check. If you don't get out of here, <laughs> she sent it back. I was like, why are you sending me a pager? What is your father's sign? What do you think? It can't be a Gemini. It's absolutely a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I low-key resonate with like the, just the, <laughs> there's something that that's hilarious to me. Ugh. Um, But no, I think there's nothing that my 
that I necessarily wanted. I was an odd child. I wanted stuff like, I want you to build me a stage in my bedroom, stuff like that. Like, I was a really odd child. Like, I remember I had a birthday party, like, as a kid, you know, all your friends come over. And I, I was, it was the worst birthday party ever. It was a sleepover. And I've always been, like, a weird, like, creative person. So I want to, like, make art and do things like that. <laughs> they want to play the, my brother PlayStation. I'm like, that's not what y'all came here for. Oh, y'all came boo-boo. to be in my play. <laughs> I really was a weird kid. I mean, I don't think you understand. Uh, you don't think I understand? Oh, yeah. But it makes sense why I, I had a now. birthday party and turned everyone. We became members of a band. We were the See, lipsticks. Everybody right. had instruments. And I have pictures. So, yeah. I've always been like that. I've been wanting, like, odd stuff. Like, I want, I want a film camera. Stuff like that, you know. I used to date a rapper, and he asked me for my birthday what I wanted. And I was like, an easel. <laughs> he was like, that's right. I'm not getting you an easel. He but was, that's what I want. But that's what I want. He was like, I'm not getting you an easel. I'm good. And get you something that you wouldn't buy yourself. And he got me a Louis bag. Well, I want to know what the people got to say about this. So please call us up and let us know about, you know, what you wanted for your uh, 13th birthday as a kid that you didn't get. Or, you know. What did you get for your kids that they didn't want? (laughs) Do y'all want 40 acres for y'all birthday? Yeah. Like, do you feel like this gift was actually like the right gift to give someone as young as 13 also? Um, No. I no, think, that's the question for the people. Oh, I was like, don't give me that. Because I feel like he could have bought it and held on to it. That part. That part. And gave it to him at like 18. 18. <laughs> See? Well, y'all, that's it for Black Red News. <laughs> Coming up, we have the Big Up. Let's down. That's off right now. Coming up on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Time to head on out. Time to head on out. I don't know. We just kind of like took it to church real quick. I see Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here signing off. We've had a great time today. It's funny. You know, I got to say, Jeremiah, like the Bible is your first day here at the show. Mm-hmm. And I would, I, I would rather, I, how do I put this? Um, there's nobody else I'd want to tell about the demise of democracy in America with than you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you make speaking on the apocalypse fun. So I try that. my best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, we had a lot to talk about today. We covered a lot of stories. The GOP expelling Representative Pearson and Representative Jones in Tennessee and what should happen next. We also talked about Judge Clarence Thomas, who needs to resign, y'all, for accepting all them gifts. We also talked about the suspension of the FDA's approval of abortion pills. And, uh, you know, we lined it up. We talked about Freaknik. We talked about when I went to the New Edition concert this weekend and more. So if you missed any part of the show, you can check out the latest Amanda Seal Show podcast episode of Available wherever you get your podcasts. And you can stay connected with us on social media at Seal Set It. Also, y'all, keep them calls coming and comments coming in. Our lines are always open 24-7 at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. And coming up on Tuesday's show, we have all your Black Grid news. Did y'all know it's affirming Texas going viral for something they posted on their job application? Mm. It's crazy. Mm. Also, Black Around the World. We're going to Canada and South Africa. All that and more tomorrow. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Remember, we are each other's business, y'all. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. And for all my people who are close to Memphis, I want to see you on Wednesday heading out there to the rally and march to support the reinstatement of Representative Justin Pearson to his position in the House of Representatives, in the Tennessee House of Representatives. Everybody is meeting at noon to rally and march at the National Civil Rights Museum. When I say we are each other's business, this is the kind of stuff I mean. If you can get there, show up, put your fists in the air and support the brother. All right. See you tomorrow. Be safe. The Amanda Seal Show. We are We up, we up.